Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Man Connolly with the Double Bias Tip, serving as a clapperboard for me to know where I should start the episode. <laughs> that is the secret. That is the secret technique uh, of people who are in the video editing world that mm. uh, it, it is in the contract, but it is a requirement every single time we appear on episode. Welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast, the co-host, co-founder, co-breather of air, winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. Uh, I believe you actually might even have the Dave Stockbridge trophy on hand, on deck. It could have actually appeared in the studio in person. Here it is. It's made its appearance, ladies and gentlemen. That is the coveted Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. And it's okay. even written on the, uh, it's engraved the years that you did uh, accidentally drop it to uh, Vince Ronaldo in the early 90s and then Vince Col Colosimo, not Vince yeah. Colostrum, uh, in the late 90s. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, these are still traumas I'm naturally still carrying, but uh, nice to be reminded of those personal traumas. So, but, uh, yes. yeah, good to have, and uh, thank you to everybody everybody who made this possible, um, including myself, I guess. Uh, no, no, it's impossible to win Dave Stockbridge of the Year uh, unless you are Dave Stockbridge. And, um, so, uh, so, well, apparently not. Vince Colosimo or Vince Ronaldo. Vince Ronaldo, unless your name starts with Vince. Um, that's... That's right. things, no. And uh, a special guest today that we're going to run through a couple of uh, quick MMA updates uh, from around the state of South Australia and the world. Uh, we have one of the uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu uh, practitioners. Uh, this man is also an MMA commentator for the Diamondback Fighting Championship. It is, in fact, Rich Warner. Rich, welcome to the show. Hi, guys. Thanks so much for having me. Great to be back. Thank yeah, you. well, Rich, a lot of controversy. <laughs> a lot of controversy over the weekend um, with uh, with the UFC um, weight cutting, which has been a hot topic of conversation uh, on this podcast over the last uh, twelve or eighteen months. And uh, uh, naturally, um, we saw what can happen when uh, people miss weight, and uh, in the end, made good. But what were your thoughts? Well, yeah. Well, did he make good? Um, I, I think, um, yeah, no, nah, he didn't make good. But, but obviously, you know, I think it's it's a week later we're hearing all of the other stories that are coming out now about what actually happened in the back room. And you know, obviously, he, he had to he had to be stopped. You know, it's like a fighter; they never want to quit. They'll they'll, they'll kill themselves to get in there. But um, really, as you guys have talked about a lot, really dangerous. Um, and you know, comes up. Obviously, he had a couple of glasses of water before he got on there, and was well, about. Seven or eight kilos over was eight, it? Eight, 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 eight pounds. It was eight, eight pounds. pounds over. Eight mm. pounds, four kilos. Um, you know, and he and he reached the end of himself in terms of getting that last little bit of water out. But yeah, not not even close, really. Um, and he was obviously he was vomiting, um, passing out. Couldn't stand up without passing out. We hear um, yeah. they get to that point. You know, that point, Matt. You know where you know they've done everything they possibly can, and there's nothing else to come out. Um, you know, super dangerous. Um, if he was left to his own devices, you know, which, you know, in amateur competitions all around the world, they're left to their own devices, hopefully with a good coach and good teammates, but not always the case. You know, we've had lots of um, instances, um, Matt, especially you, you know, you remember the um, the ultimate fighter, you know, with a dragging them back into yeah. This is how we learned how to cut weight by watching those guys. <laughs> what you're just dragging the guy, you know, it's not even he's he's like my will is to go out and I don't I don't care if I lose the fight, I don't care if whatever. 
And you're like, no, you're getting back in there. And they drag it back in and slam the door and hold the door shut for another hour, you know. Yeah, that's crazy. You know, um, something's got to be done, fellas, yeah. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. As we were talking about last week, uh, you know, that weight cutting is a massive issue, a big problem. It does ruin a lot of events, a lot of fights. Uh, it, it is people trying to gain an advantage, um, stepping into the cage uh, a lot heavier than what they actually weigh for the weight class. Disappointing to see. Uh, I was really looking forward to that fight. We we're talking about the Kamzat Jemaya versus Nate Diaz fight. That was the main event, scheduled main event for the weekend. Uh, several months of build-up, I'd been looking forward to seeing mm. Nate Diaz get absolutely smashed, and uh, he bad, yeah. man, just for wanting it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really glad. I'm, I'm actually relieved the way it worked out. Yeah, mm. um, Nate Diaz got a great um, fight to finish on. I thought it was a shit quality fight, to be honest. Sounds a bit rubbish, but uh, Tony Ferguson's gone down in terms of his oh, yeah. abilities. Yeah. Uh, yeah, at least Nate got his win and, and in a safe way can exit his career, hopefully. Um, mm, yeah, yeah, with yeah. the UFC. I thought, don't you reckon? Sorry, what was that? I thought the UFC's behavior in setting this fight up was it's just terrible. Like, if you, if you, I think most people think it was a mismatch, mm. Nate Diaz yeah. versus you know. <laughs> well, um, all of Nate Diaz's fans would have thought that he was going to win no matter what, but they yeah. think that regardless as to who he gets put in the ring with. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think that uh, Nate had anything for so uh, Kamza in do, that fight. Do you, do you think there was maybe malicious intent in that, given that uh, it was the, the last last fight of the contract and, and see Nate Diaz's uh, destroyed yeah. his legacy well, left left well, there in the octagon and, and a shadow of the man walking out of of the cage. Great winner that they've now lost, you know, to another promotion. They want to smash him down as, yeah, he's old and he can't do it anymore, but we gave him his last shot. That's the, I, I believe the story that they would prefer or anybody would prefer, but mm. we're talking about people and people's lives. And this guy's, a, a, you know, he's given his heart and soul and his body um, for this promotion um, the greatest promotion in the world, and they just treated him like crap. Um, mm. Yeah, you know, you want to go for the underdog, and we, we always love underdogs, and Nate Diaz is just an absolute beast of an underdog. We always love him, and I just hope he doesn't fight again, to be honest. Maybe McGregor. Yeah, they might do a boxing match. He did talk about in his retirement speech, well, I guess it was a bit of a retirement speech. He's, he had fought uh, the six fights on his contract, and so he's out of contract now, not not bound to the UFC. Uh, when he did his uh, winning speech, he did mention that he was going to step away and get into another sport, and Joe Rogan did say, is it going to be boxing? Uh, to which he sort of you know, skipped around the question, but uh, it's obviously yeah. going to be boxing because that's what he's good at. Mm. But that's where I mentioned before, you know, it made good because I, I think from a fan's perspective, it all worked out okay in the end. Yeah, yeah. We like happy endings. Um, <laughs> up, I don't know if you can ever go back to that, you know, was it 170 yeah. or whatever it was? Um, so, yeah. He's got to go to 180, 185 from here on just for his safety. And, yeah, and, and as you said, like one FC, they're starting to get it right. It would be amazing if, um, if just – Everybody did the right thing, and all organisations. These are the new ways to do it, you know. Well, you know, as you guys are mentioning. Yeah. And what's been what's been your interpretation of uh, what uh, uh, one championship's been doing there? Do you feel that they're on the right track? 
yeah, super, super huge call for them to go off track and do a completely, you know, big call and ballsy, you know. Well, because everybody could have gone against them. And if you're a fighter, you know, you're, you're, you've got to either choose, am I going this organisation who does it this way because it's a whole different category um, in the same division? It's different different size fighters um, as opposed to, you know, UFC. Okay, well, you know, you've got massive big tank guys, you know, maybe three or four kilos heavier than the other division, but it's a whole different weight cutting process. Yeah, it would be awesome to see everybody go down that way. Even you know, even in local competitions all throughout the world, not just in the big, you know, be amazing. Yeah. And, a, and a few of our guests on, on the podcast over the last year or so have uh, mentioned the the the, um, the trauma that they've experienced as a result of, of weight cutting. Um, and uh, and in some cases, and especially with the younger women, the the other um, difficulties and and issues that they they might have as they're developing themselves into adults, and they're starving themselves as young teenage women, um, and uh, and finding that there's a, a knock on effect a, a few years yeah. down the track um, yeah, yeah. unexpectedly, um, and all for amateur competition. Um, they're, they're not playing for sheep stations here. They're not. Yeah. They don't have a million dollar. Uh, check at the end of the fight to uh, look forward to. These are just young, normal young people giving a sport their absolute best. But in order to do that, they perhaps have to give up a lot of themselves now. And you beat this part of the game and then you have a much better chance at that part of the game where everyone sees. Mm. But you can get away with things in the back. And, you know, we just need to rule it out and just make everyone safe. But... Mm. It's still going on, and you know, look, comes up. He did the hands on the towel in his last fight, Matty. You yeah. know, you go oh, away. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Cormier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, that was, the, yeah. What was so disappointing. Is and I've I mentioned about when we talked about this last week. Uh, is the frustration in fights getting cancelled last minute? People, mm. you know, yeah. they'll either they'll turn up and and have a horrendous weight cut, and then they perform terribly in the fight, or the fight gets cancelled last minute. And it's like it's all based around this weight cutting, and it's almost more of an event as much as the actual fight is. Mm, you know, you're, yeah. you're waiting to see the day before whether the actual fight's going to happen, and the betting lines can change massively depending on how somebody looks when they step on the scale. Yeah. You know, fights being cancelled last minute, people that are fainting, I and mean, Cam's that weighing in eight eight pounds over. Uh, doctors telling him to stop. It's like, well, this is a disaster, really. Mm. I mean, this is ruining events, ruining fights. Uh, you know, and we talked about the one FC having their anti-dehydration rule. You can't be dehydrated if you're going to weigh in, uh, and they lost uh, half of their card, like mm. you know, before the event. So it's like, how do you go ahead with an event where everyone's still trying to bend the rules? And mm. it's like, okay, well, we've put a thing in to make it so you can't cheat. Now everyone's still trying to cheat, and the event gets scrapped or, or ruined because now the guys won't follow the rules. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's very difficult. It's one of the reasons yeah. we don't have more guests on the podcast today. A lot of them just couldn't couldn't make the hydration <laughs> test, and uh, we had to had to leave them out. We don't don't want anybody getting injured here in the studio. Uh, so, Rich, what's what's exciting you at the moment about uh, local MMA as you uh, cast your eye yeah. uh, across the nation, and uh, you're seeing some familiar names uh, fighting over this weekend, and uh, some big bouts coming up in the in the next few weeks. Yeah, well, some some I think. Australia and Australian fighters, it's their time, you know. Mm. There's been this rise and, you know, we've had some great champions in Whitaker and, and Adesanya and so forth who, you know, fought locally in Australia for years before um, before they made it up there. But, you know, the likes of, say, Tui Vasa, you know, 
there's a, there's this you know, real surge of of of, of uh, Australian fighters doing amazing things on the world stage. Um, Dana, and do you think that that's inspiring? You know, kids in MMA gyms around the country and giving them a, a sense that yeah. there's perhaps a path for Aussies in in the well, sport. Well, I think it's that you know we talked about the story behind the story and what's the UFC's story they want to put out. What's the and I think it's like they've recognised that Australia is a huge market. Like there's Australia, we love sports and we love our fighting much yeah. more than, than some other countries. You know, this is it's been big in Australia for many many years to the point that you know let's do a stadium and so forth. Um, I think some of the biggest crowds they've got is in Australia as well, um, yeah. but. I, th- I think the marketing behind that is that they're starting to recognise that, which really means this. It means that if you're an Australian fighter, they want you to do good. Mm. They want you to win. So they're not going to give you... rivals. Yeah, they want, mm. you know, they want uh, great names and superstars and building of um, stories around characters. We've got yep. some great characters, and I think, you know, they're really... Like Tui Vasa, like they... Um, didn't throw him to the dogs in his last fight, which was awesome, which you saw, I'm sure. Um, yep. You know, Shui Vassa. Um, I'm told we might get a Shui Vassa at DFC, by the way. Oh, okay. It is, uh, it is a strange tradition. If he wins by KO, instead of doing the Shui, he's going to do the cuppy. Oh, okay. The cuppy? Is that just drinking out yeah. of a normal cup? <laughs> Out of no. a, a cup. Oh, no. Uh, out of oh, a, God. Yes. I yeah. just picked up on what you meant. Yeah. That sounds horrendous. we do that. Cuppy. Oh, God. <laughs> so maybe we'll hope that he doesn't win. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, there's some great stories around Australia. I mean, Dana White's Contender Series about two weeks ago, um, Shannon, Turkish Delight. Did you hear about this guy? Dana White's Contender Series is amazing. It's like, you know, obviously, you know, the, the where the, the best of the best get together and put in a, a, a shot. They have a shot to have one fight and and Dana is there and watches. And, and at the end of the fight, you either get the contract for the UFC or it's, thanks, kid, see you later, you know, the other guy. Or no one gets it. He doesn't have it. It's brilliant. And, uh, yeah, Shannon Ross, the Turkish delight, um, Australian guy, uh, he got – he got, uh, he did his amazing story to actually even get there. But then, like a day after the fight, he had um, appendicitis and was hospitalised and almost lost his life. Um, oh. Fought with some crazy injuries and so forth. Amazing, super amazing fight a couple of weeks ago. Um, lost the fight. Just an amazing fight. Super amazing fight. If you haven't seen it, check it out. Lost the fight, goes to hospital, gets surgery. He says, oh, you're lucky to be alive, but you're back out of surgery. And by the way, someone's on the phone for you. And it's Dana and his manager saying, look, you lost the fight, but, mate, you are an absolute beast. We want to sign you. So wow. You got- yeah. That's so cool. Yeah. So, so what a great story. Yeah, in, in the Australian um, fighting scene. We've also got um, a different um, – we've got Eternal, I think, MMA – one of the biggest uh, promotions in the country is on this weekend. Um, and we've even got a couple of South Australian fighters who will be fighting on that. And most mm-hmm. of all, we've got Damien Vola, who's going down to fight this week at Eternal. Um, Sydney, mm-hmm. I believe, or it might be Queensland, I'm not sure. Um, he's fighting uh, a guy. And then two weeks later, he's scheduled to fight a, a DFC card. DFC, yeah. Really hoping that Damien Vola gets his win and 
stay safe because we really want to see him fight against again on DFC as well. Absolutely, and uh, Talia, the great white greats, is uh, is heading up there as well. I believe this uh, for this that's weekend. Right. Yeah, very, very good, sir. And that's right. Yeah, so really good. Doing my homework. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean. I told her, you're not allowed to fight for anybody else, only DFC, but she said, screw you, and she's going up there. Um, yeah, so good on them. Wish wish the uh, the eternal, uh, the guys uh, luck at Eternal uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, so a lot of exciting things going on in Aussie MMA right now, and uh, maybe none more exciting than uh, DFC coming up at the Adelaide Oval, the the, the Holy Grail, the, 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 the place where – Sporting memories are made in in South Australia, and uh, we'll be there again on the first of October, uh, making some magic happen, some MMA magic happen. And uh, uh, what kind of fights are exciting you uh, that are that are presented on the card? Yeah, there's um, well, we've got a bit of a hybrid show going on this time, yes. don't we? Um, yeah. You know, we we're not we're not sort of it's not new to us because we've you know with the Apex Sport Fest we've got all sorts of different sports, including of course you know that fin- finishes with the big Muay Thai card and then the MMA card. So mm. you know we've incorporated M- uh, Muay Thai and just stand up striking, um, you know, as as well. Um, so we've got a couple of hybrid fights as well as uh, some great MMA fights. Last DFC we had a couple of BJJ fights. We had a tournament of BJJ within yes. the whole. Schedule of things as well. This time we've got a, a couple of sand shoe. I think the way we've legalised it is by calling it sand shoe. <laughs> yeah. Play, not play. Um, yeah. And there's some also um, interesting amateur fights that you know from uh, in terms of things that have been going on in the scenes of Facebook and social media and oh, so right. forth, and some talk going on with some you know young amateurs that I, I'm really interested to see how things play out with uh, that as well. I've, you want me to go through a couple of the fights? Let's go through. Yeah, absolutely. So the first fight is um, an amateur flyweight fight with a, a guy who's none and one, Muhammad Hussein Ibrahimi from Mildura. So we've got a Victorian coming down. Um, he's a blue belt grappler, two strike. He fought at Demolition Series um, in February this year and he lost. He's, he's coming back. Um, by the way, I watched his fight. Really amazing fighter, Muhammad Hussein Ibrahimi. Um, mm. Really strong grappler. But just remember one thing. When you remember Ibrahimi and you watch him for the first fight at DFC, the guy doesn't throw any jabs, Matt. No jabs. Uh, no jabs. Is he like Charles yeah. Sonnen? Oh, it's all overhands. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't see it. Yeah, he had plenty of opportunities to have a jab in his first fight. Didn't throw one. Threw Maybe he was just it. setting up for the jab. <laughs> <laughs> setting up for the jab with overhands. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually how it works. Really great intensive, strong, strong wrestler, strong grappler, and really strong in the clinch. Um, He's coached and, by Tank Abbott. <laughs> did you say Tank Abbott? Tank Abbott, yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. <laughs> he's fighting a guy called Anthony Lulios, um, who fought uh, about a year ago with us. I think it was at Apex, and um, mm. he lost that last fight. Uh, Anthony, this is a guy who I know um, well. He, he, he he's from Cardioflex originally, now fighting under United MMA under Richie Blake there. But and I was sort of they put out a podcast about a week ago, which I watched, and he was like, you know, answering all these questions. And previously when I talked about Anthony, I had to be quiet and not say anything and sort of try and be sort of respectful because I didn't 
because I knew stuff that he'd been kicked out of cardio flex. He was just not listening to any of the rules. He was just crazy. He wants the punch on all of the time and he's, he, he just couldn't be tamed. So we went out, out, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we kicked him out. So, but I didn't say that, you know. Um, but, yeah, on the podcast, he said himself, yeah, I've got a bit of a bad reputation. I He's coming back to fight again. Um, this is a guy who um, who got, like, a, a contract with uh, the Moctarian brothers a, a year or two ago. Um, but just through ill discipline, didn't follow it up and didn't go to Sydney like they asked him to do, to do all the training and so forth. Sort of got a little bit ahead of himself, thought, he hadn't even had a fight at this stage, but he's like, I'm the champ. These guys love me. <laughs> Young fella. So it sort of got to him a little bit earlier than it should have. Um, and in this podcast in the last few days, he's admitted a whole bunch of stuff that he was doing before his previous fight that, with DFC that he lost. That You know, oh. you know he's on the, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah, so right. sounds like he's together and he's matured a little bit. So he'll be fighting Ibrahimi, who doesn't throw jabs. Um, How do you see that fight going? Well, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I love sports, but it just went, oh. We we kicked him out, so it's like a bit of bad feeling. You told us everything you needed to say, right? Yeah. (laughs) I I think Ibrahim is going to be too strong for him, guys. I reckon he's going to be too strong and he's going to be too intense. Lulios, or, you know, Lou for short, is much more of a striker. And this was always big problem, you know. We're always saying like, you gotta, you gotta bloody wrestle, you gotta grapple, stop this bloody striking crap all the time. You've got to round it out, you know. I want to fight. No, no, no. You've got to do this as well. Um, never did it. Says he's been doing it now, but he's still a white belt. So in mm. you know the ground game. So I, you know, I, I, I wish everybody the best. Mm. But I know that Ibrahimi has got a great ground game, and he, that's his, that's his thing. He's going to go like he did in his first fight. And really impose strength via the clinch, um, and then you know maybe judo throw takedown, look for ground and pound. Um, Lulios is going to struggle like he did in his first fight if Ibrahimi does that to get back up and impose his striking game. Lulios uh, almost knocked out his opponent last uh, time he, he fought with a big overhand right, which he did really yeah. well with, but he immediately got taken down. Double knockout Lulios, by overhand yeah. right. That's, uh... Uh, uh, two, uh, two minutes and nine. <laughs> <laughs> so you're, so you're basically, you're saying it's going to be a, a takedown and then ground and pound in the first minute. Yeah. <laughs> who's, as we said before, just been a striker, and you know we've always trying to discipline him to be a grappler. He's like, no, I'm a grapp- I'm great at grappling now, and he's promised. He promised on YouTube the other day that to prove to himself, he's definitely going to turn the tables, and he's going to go for a takedown against Ibrahim. Uh. Oh, well, we'll be watching out. Yeah, that's we'll be watching not out. a good move, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, brother. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to work out for you. <laughs> he doesn't need to prove anything. You just, yeah, God, okay. Well, <laughs> that's the just first fight. Yeah. That's the first fight, so I'm pumped for that. You know, to be honest with you. The card kicks off well. Yeah. Um, I've got Ibrahimi. Ibrahimi on that one, okay. Both are looking for their first win. Someone's going to get it. I reckon Ibrahim will get it. Um, good luck to Anthony as well. There you go. Well, I think he smoothed it all over at the end. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, nice one. That was good. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to replay that pause that you did 
like over and over. When you see you're thinking, how can I say this nicely? Yeah. <laughs> Very diplomatic. Yeah. 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 So, you know, he's young. That's his thing. He's just young. But I, you know, when I was his age, I was an absolute dickhead. And I'm still trying to get rid of a little bits and pieces of that. You know? <laughs> um, it's a work in progress. Yeah, I'll, I'll be about 90 and I'll be a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. then, so, then so, what else do you like the looks of on the card? Um, where what we excites got... you as you glance through the, the names and you think, oh, oh. Mikey, that's a, that, that's a well, cracker. Did you put that yeah, one just for me? You know, when just you get for me and the... Andy. <laughs> When you get like to the heavyweights, you know you go from a, a featherweight into a heavyweight fight. Um, it's you know just the excitement, isn't there? Because oh. a three rounder, and it's kind are, are of. We, are we talking yeah. about the Vanilla Gorilla? No, not even oh. yet. Oh, yeah, your favorite. He's my favorite. Yeah, that's yeah. where my money is. Yeah, he's the podcast favorite, isn't he? He's he, 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 he's <laughs> daily combat endorsed. He's that's, very good. Yeah, absolutely. Jump um, around. But there's a guy called Reese Smith who started off at Cardioflex when I was there years ago. Um, we, I, I just call him Big Reese. He is that Tui Vasa kind of type. He's the Adelaide Tui Vasa. Um, oh. Really big, strong dude. Um, kind of fat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but, you know, uh, Mark Hunt. There's no follow up to that. You just said it. <laughs> <laughs> Reese stays on the outside of the cage. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. oh, you just said that. They just stopped. <laughs> <laughs> you, we understood what you meant when you said the Tui Vasa. <laughs> you just clarified it completely. Yeah. Reese has got that same kind of knockout power, though. You know, he doesn't, you know, he doesn't come to down like Oh, yes, you makes know, sense. His first fight. <laughs> was in DFC 5, and this is an amazing thing, which is 2018, four years wow. ago now, guys. Um, mm. Amazing knockout at DFC 5. We are like, wow, you've got to, you know, he's going to be on the next show for sure. We didn't hear of him. He's gone. Oh. He's, he's not gone, but he didn't, you know, there's no, like, there's, he's had a bit oh. of a layoff. And then he did he did a fight the next year in 2019, and he lost it um, yeah. over in Melbourne, I believe, under Eternal. So, you know, you never want to fight for another banner under the DFC, of course, because that's where you get your wins. So he's going to come yeah. to a three-year layoff um, after he's lost. So a win, really great knockout with us. He went over, you know, Victoria and lost against Rick Lesney. Um, two years off. I don't know why he's had a layoff, and that's the question, Mark, eh? Mm. But, uh, and, and, and through all your investigations, sniffing around and uh, shuffling through the podcast, you've not been able to get to the bottom of that one yet. Um. I will though. Yeah, I bet you will. I bet you will. <laughs> where, where does he train at? Is he training at Cardioflex? No, he's actually training at Trinity um, with, with the boys from Trinity. So great, great club. Um, I think he's only going to have one game plan, which is just going to be you know knock knock out. And mm-hmm. I don't think these guys have got the gas to go the three probably with yeah. the. <laughs> <Most> <laughs> They'll put on. Um, so yeah, he's fighting Nate Levin um, from Pro Fitness Victoria. Look out for that one. Both boys are uh, Reese is one and one, and of course Nate Levin, Levin's uh, on his debut. Look out for Reese to knock him out. I reckon. Look out for that early, one. Early knockout. Early yeah. knockout or uh, a lot of heavy breathing come late in the second round. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> they should only make it one round, baby. Way. Yeah. <laughs> no one wants to see you two hug each other for the next two rounds. <laughs> yeah, no hugging. I don't reckon they'll hug. Um, next fight is a Sanchu fight. Uh, modified rules, no throws or takedowns with Muhammad Zayed coming from. Wow, one of the best, if not the best, amazing uh, coach, Kim Johnson in Technician's SA, uh, stand-up striking, you know, Muay Thai sort of style. Mohamed Zayed's an absolute beast, two and nil. Coming against Johnny Mano from CardioFlex, none and one. Johnny's going to have the, 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 the work to do to beat Mohamed. Um, that'll be a great stand-up striking fight um, for, for the next one. Let me go back to MMA. Um couple of interesting there's there's a whole lot still going on in the background guys you know in terms of injuries and you know, little little things we can get these two together and cool we'll get another fight going um so some really interesting stuff next one this is a real interesting one that you, you guys will both know both of the names here seku kamara favorite uh, name to introduce, I believe. Oh, it's one of, it's one of my favourites. Yeah, yeah. Seku Kumara. Like that. We won't blow the microphone right yeah. Yeah. He's He's fighting one of your favourites, Louis Passon. Oh. Uh, you know? Yes. Louis, the, the junkyard dog Passon. Yes. Um, so he's... He's won two fights with us, and then he went. Motors, I think you find as well. We better just add that in just quickly. (laughs) And then he went to uh, bloody demolition fight series in Victoria uh, six months or so ago, and he lost to this superstar called Harry Webb, who's now the uh, demolition fight series national champion. Um, With about six and nil, you know that's a bloody good record in this game. Yeah, could be could be even looking, you know. At contender series, Dana White kind of situation for Harry Webb, who I believe will also be fight flying over to support a couple of fighters that he knows in the South Australian um, crowd uh, for, for DFC. So look out for Harry Webb, um, the Demolition Fight Series uh, superstar with 6 0 um, to support a couple of fighters. But um, yeah, Louis Louis lost to, to him six months ago, looking to obviously get a win back in the in the column against Seku Kamara, who's none and three. So he's lost all three fights. You look at him and you think, geez, this guy's a. He looks a little bit. A little bit Anderson Spider Silver slash um, uh, maybe a, a very small John Jones or um, mm. very rangy, very rangy, very muscular. Movement, you know, really, really exciting fighter. But mm. if you're just looking at the record, you think, oh no, you know, yeah, uh, it, yeah, his really record doesn't uh, doesn't give you full indication as to how entertaining a fighter he, he certainly is. So. Yeah, look, he's put on some some great fights. His weakness will be the ground game, mm. uh, Sekus, I believe. And but Louis is not really, you know, I don't think he really wants to. You know, we've never really seen him grapple before, um, or mm. want want to actually take it into that territory. We know that Louis Passion wants to stand and bang, you know, overhand, right, left hook. The question is, fellas, is after losing to Harry Webb and taking into areas where he wasn't comfortable, what the, 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 the talk on social media is that Louis Passon has been worked out. We've figured him out now. Because oh, Harry no. So, mm. No one works out the junkyard dog. Let's just <laughs> put that straight right now. Yeah. So... <laughs> 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 I love it. No one works out the junkyard dog. Uh, 
So Louis Passon, Seku Kamara, interesting fight. Um, I think Louis Passon will do something different, though, than what we've seen. Mm. You know what I mean? Remember the 12-second knockout uh, against uh, Samuel Najelki? Yeah, at, um, at uh, Apex. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Super Just amazing. Devastating. Yeah, um, yeah. So a bit more of that perhaps coming on the on the day. Yeah, yeah. I think Louis might feel quite comfortable with taking a bit of his time with, with, with Seku. Um, I reckon he'll probably be stronger and faster, better movement and, and distance management than Seku. He'll feel more comfortable earlier. And I think Louis will win that everywhere it goes. Mm, okay. So uh, all the money's on the junkyard dog. Yeah, yeah. We're throwing, we're going all in on the junkyard dog. <laughs> Not really. We wish you all the best as well. Second. Yep. Yep. So, uh, <laughs> So, I mean, big big matchup, couple of young local lads, and um, and it's always great to see local local fighters in the ring. And uh, it, it, any other interstate talent that you've got your eye on that's uh, crossing its way over the border? Well, we've got a name who has been interstate and has just come back to South Australia. I, I, I you know, it's only rumours that I hear he's been away, but you might remember the old name Isaac Richards. Hmm. Yeah. Um, the old Adelaide goalkeeper of yeah. Adelaide United who came in and, and just absolutely smashed PJ Van Van Guy and um, in the the round one knockout uh, at uh, and they did a, they made a documentary about him about the yeah. setup. Did you guys watch that? Oh, I haven't I seen the documentary. No, oh, really, really good. Um, yeah, I star in it, of course. So I was you know asking him questions before the fight and it was very. <laughs> um, what's it? What's it called? The documentary. Uh, interviews. I don't. I've forgotten the name of it. Amazing. It goes about forty minutes. Really, really good, guys. I'm just put in Isaac Richards in YouTube, and you'll find it. Um, Look, he he used to be a cardio flex boy, right? Mm. Um, Fought under their cardio flex banner. Um, Quit being the Adelaide United goalkeeper because of the training and relationships that he built with cardio flex. Now, I don't know exactly all of the details. I really don't. I want to find out. Mm, is it in the documentary, but, maybe? <laughs> no, that was, we need to do another documentary. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what, what happened since? Yeah, part two. Yeah. Well, something's Part's happened. Way to DFC 15. Yeah. Yeah. Something's happened with Isaac Richards and Cardioflex. Um, mm. He's not there anymore. He's gone mm. on some spiritual journey. Mm. Being told he's away on a spiritual journey chasing alligators and eagles, yeah. And he's oh. come back. He's he's come back and he's he's gone up a weight division and he's come back to fight. A new man. Which is, you know, when you're the matchmaker and your cardio flex and you're the matchmaker of DFC as well, and then somebody has a bad relationship with you, but they still want to fight. They're crazy because you could set them up with anybody. <laughs> Isaac Richards up with he's set up with Damien Vola, who's obviously oh. fighting at Eternal this weekend. Yeah. Vola, oh my god, this is so you know, Isaac's going to be having a keen eye on the pay per view for this weekend. So let's <laughs> see how that goes out. Damien Vola looks like a massive, big, crazy Viking, right? Just coming yeah. out of the jungle or something. But he's actually very technical, very skillful. And I believe Isaac is just an explosive, raging bull, but Vola will piece him apart. 
Mm. Take him, take mm. him apart piece by piece. Technically, there. Yeah, you just got to stay away from the crazy raging bull, though. So mm. interesting. Sparks will fly. That's one to watch out for. It yeah. could go either way. Yeah, yeah. Um, then we've got another Sanchu fight uh, with a with a Chow Kai Zan uh, fighter who we haven't seen Chow Kai Zan um, the club there under Tuesday Chow. Um, represented for quite quite a few years. So we're really excited to see Jermaine Guglielmi um, come down and uh, fight Sadiq Asifi. Now, the question is, is Chow Kaizan, they haven't put a fighter out for a few years, and the last fighter they did put out, a good old mate of mine, Matty Medista, uh, Medistash, um, got smashed, unfortunately. He got absolutely obliterated and his face turned Completely inside out, basically, in a very quick, short, short Do they fashion. Too much emphasis on the chi mastering, or, or how that? What was your? Was that in Sancho or was that in MMA? I'm sorry. Was that in MMA or was that in Sancho? That oh no, it was MMA. They've always been an MMA club, uh, but Google me, I've never heard of before. Had a conversation with him, but he's going to do a Sancho match. Against a guy who I don't think he should have should have taken the fight with, called Sadiq Asifi. Now mm. I haven't seen Guglielmi, but I have seen Sadiq Asifi because he fought uh, on a Muay Thai card uh, a year ago uh, uh, at Norwood Oval, and he was. Can I say the f word? Yep. It was fucking amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. Couldn't didn't do a thing wrong. Everything was just beautiful. Just mm. obliterated his opponent in devastating fashion. I want to see more of Sadiq Asifi. This guy is incredible, incredible, mm. incredible, incredible. Um, Google Elmi has to be good to beat Asifi. Um, I think it could be a very bad day for Chow Kai Zan Club again. Uh, mm. So. <sighs> Is that so? We've got some good stand-up striking, you know, just total striking uh, fest if you if you like that. Um, and then, and then of course, we've got Josh Watkins um, from CCMA, complete control against Cam Sinclair from M16. Really interesting uh, fight that one, uh, the featherweight division. Then, of course, we've probably got your favourite fellas. Um, you got your favourite in Joe, the Vanilla Gorilla. Uh, Brown, who who's, who loves DFC. He's, he's on every DFC card, but one. Uh, Except for one about two DFCs ago, he was matched up. But mm. the guy, remember in his in his in his chat with you that his opponent from you know uh, said he had some bar fight with some bikies, forty bikies, or something like that. And I oh, yeah. <laughs> beat them all up though. <laughs> and that's the only time Joe Brown that wasn't on the DFC card, but he's back. Um, is it going to be another KO or, or, or sorry, uh, you know, fight of the night for, for Joe Brown? Super mm. exciting fighter, but out of three fights, decision, decision, decision for Joe. He's mm. you think he's a knockout artist, and he is. Mm. He certainly carries a lot of power in his punches, fellas. But uh, yeah, decision, mm. decision, decision. I reckon um, he'll be looking for the KO against a guy called Ben Dawes from Mildura, um, who's two and none. So Joe mm. Brown's two and one. Ben Dawes is two and none. Never lost. Two win, two fight win streak. Mm. Could be an absolute barn ball, barn brawler. Uh, yeah, barn burner. Yeah. Barn door burner. Cup, yeah, cup drinker. Barn, barn. 
any boring fights ever, is he? And, and, and any rumours swirling? Any uh, any controversy on the card at this stage, Rich? What what are they what are they whispering to you behind those closed doors there at DFC? Uh, the inside man. Make some shit up though, if you like. We got it. A really interesting um, uh, fight in um, Adam Collette from M16 uh, Club, who's one and one versus John Lockhead. Remember the um, the steak knife, John Lockhead, that you the announced? Steak knives, yes, yes. Steak yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he was very gracious. He, he didn't really much care how his name was pronounced. He, he, yeah, that's right. Yeah, get the snake, the steak knife, right? Yeah. <laughs> Lockhead or Lockhead from Mildura is back again. This is for an amateur title against Adam Collette. Um, the interesting thing, if you want to, you know, talk about, oh, what's happening behind the scenes, is that, you know, Adam Collette's best buddy from his own club, M16, uh, is Cam Sinclair. And Cam fought John on that fight that you were remembering. Yeah, so yeah. It's like uh, Adam, uh, his best buddy, has lost to John Lockhead. So now he's stepped in to take on the mantle and see if he can uh. Club, I think, against against the straight retribution. Yeah. So, yeah, a bit of retribution. Um, and then, of course, we've got the, the, the final fight, fellas, which should be obviously uh, amazing. We've got um, a guy called Tristan Mad Dog Murphy, uh, all the way from uh, Queensland. Um, this guy's an absolute welterweight. You have a little bit of money on anybody who's going with Mad Dog as a nickname, don't you? Right, you, can't, you can't completely discount him. You can't choose that name without being you know, quite, quite good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can't make that name up yourself. Can I'd you? like to see the be... Mad Dog versus the Junkyard Dog. For the dog oh. dog. Yeah, yeah. This should be a separate, a separate trophy, much like this one, for instance. It should be a separate one. Just a, a <laughs> title, that belt. Top dog. Yeah. Top dog trophy. Yep. His name's Tristan Murphy, Dave. So maybe you should do it like with an Irish accent. Yeah, well, I could always I could do a jig, maybe. But <laughs> <laughs> which Irish accent would you like? To do? Uh, well, well, yeah, well, he does them all, <laughs> all two of them. <laughs> Tristan Murphy, um, he's an Australian welterweight superstar. Um, you know, we put an Irish accent. It's probably not 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 advisable. We probably even, well, maybe not. <laughs> punch me in the face. Yeah, all the good doing all these jokes about fighters. To be sure, to be sure, they can kill you. So yeah, look, he's been around the traps. He's had you know 14, 15 you know pro fights before. Um, we've talked a lot about Eternal MMA, which will be on this weekend, but. Eternal MMA, he, he used to be the Australian welterweight champion a few years ago. Um, so he's been, you know, at the very, very, very top, you know, ranked number one. He's had a couple of fights where he's lost in between now and then. Um, so, you know, the, the big question is, you know, okay, we're going to give you the highest, <laughs> the highest range um, to, to really perform. So Tristan Murphy, um, you know, is a real strong uh, grappler. Um, Really, really throws a lot of overhand bombs. Doesn't like to, you know, as it's the top dog. <laughs> oh, you just completely <laughs> That's professional. That's a, that's a man that knows how to carry a pay per view. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right so straight through your uh, your your little your juvenile jokes yes, that's right. and continue through like a professional. Oh, that's what Bruce Warner does. He does. That's why that man's going to be on the UFC, that's... and we're going to be stuck on the Daily Combat podcast forever. <laughs> uh, uh, so so um, so Tristan, you like the you like the you like the cut of his jib. I like the car of his jump. He's a great fighter. Um, he's fought some massive names. You know, uh, Shane Mitchell lost. His last loss was to a guy called Rick Alchin, um, who Tristan Murphy has also fought. Um, you know, he's also fought a guy who's now in the UFC called Ben Alloway. He might have been out of the UFC, maybe he retired by now, but also fought, fought him. Um he also fought Anthony Caruso, South Australian boy, um, who is now, I believe, fighting at One FC. Um, you're, as we talked about One FC, um, yeah. so he's right up there. Um, you know, his last win was against a guy called David Martinez in November '21 by guillotine. He's won three KOs, four sub submissions, um, and and lost, you know, a few KOs and subs and a couple of decisions as well. Um, really strong wrestling, heavy ground and pound. Um, but we have a little bit of possible news about uh, our superstar Triple A, uh, you know, anytime, anywhere, any place, Shane Mitchell from Cardio Flex, who's possibly, we hear along the, the rumour vine, that's possibly carrying some sort of calf injury, um, mm. which could possibly, possibly, it could rule him out of the fight. Um, we don't know. I don't know have the, the final word exactly on exactly the, the, how deep the, the injury is and how bad it is, if he can actually fight or not. But we haven't got the final word on that. Or if there is a possible replacement uh, in the wings. But we know that we're pretty sure that there is a fight that will be going ahead with Tristan Mad Dog Murphy. Um, and, you know, he's coming down down, down absolutely ready. And we'll, we will have you know, Shane Mitchell or a suitable replacement against him. Um, wow. But, yeah, hoping hoping that Shane Mitchell's not too injured and uh, he'll be ready to go. So, so the, I mean, that's not confirmed in, in any way, uh, but the rumour might be a, a Daily Combat podcast exclusive, the rumour. So oh, yes. uh, so I'll take that. I'll take a rumour. Yeah. That's that's fine. That's yeah. good. Well, mate, uh, so, and, and mate, uh, now we're, we're getting a, a, a few fights in now um, after COVID's uh, uh, passed. And, and uh, how do you, do you see a new pecking order starting to emerge uh, in Australian MMA? Are you seeing some new exciting names that have uh, come, uh, that are floating uh, to the top? Or are you seeing the same people who were fighting well a few years ago re entering the fray and enjoying success in the cage? Yeah, both. It's a great, great, interesting question. Yeah, you, you do see, you know, what's the word for it, Matty? When uh, you have the old guy who's been around and he just keeps fighting, you might, you know, journeyman. Journeyman. I think that does well describe you as well. Yeah, if you me, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've, I've never been defeated in the cage. Yeah, no, not once. Yeah. <laughs> I've never been in the. Oh, I love the journeyman because. You can only have one winner, guys, and, and not everyone's going to win 50 fights and have no losses. You know, it's pretty impossible. So, you know, if you've got a record of, you know, six and five, then you're an awesome fighter. You're, you know, one of the best. So, yeah, look, anything better than that, you you get up to the UFC pretty much, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. a little bit better than that. But, yeah, so, but there's amazing 
amazing new talent and new names that are just popping up from all over the place, you know, um, in, at a rate of knots, which is, you know, fourfold, fivefold than what it was five, ten years ago. You know, MMA clubs in Australia are doing super, super well. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, it's obviously, you know, such a popular sport that, you know, it's what young kids want to do these days and everyone wants to be a fighter. So... Mm. There's, there's a bigger pool of talent and, and better talents coming up. And, uh, yeah, great. You see amateur amateur fighters and you, the, the level that you see for their first fights is, is much high, higher than what it was 10 years ago. So, yeah, really exciting. So exciting times ahead for, uh, for Australian MMA. And, of course, uh, Rich Warner, you'll be cage side. You'll be calling the fights there at uh, DFC at the Adelaide Oval, 1st of October. Uh, all kicks off at about 6 p.m., so 6.30 Eastern Standard Time. So uh, make sure if you haven't already, make sure you bookmark that uh, pay-per-view and uh, get in there. I believe it is a seller. It's a sold. It's all, all tickets are sold or very, very close. It's a, uh, the, the tickets on this occasion sold in record time. Yeah. There's, yeah. there's about a handful of tickets left if you can find them. Uh, if not, uh, I think Rich and I have got some complimentary. So we'll, we'll take yeah, a series of yeah, I'll even I'll oh, even get no. one for you for an extra ten bucks. So, uh, so, uh, so, thank you very much, Rich Warner, for uh, joining us on the podcast once again. Your insights are amazing. Your expertise is unsurpassable. And my friend, I look forward to uh, seeing you cage side on the first of October. Yeah, super excited, guys. Love yous, love yous, love yous. Have a great rest of your uh, night, and uh, we'll see you soon. Thanks, awesome, mate. Good thank stuff. you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Rich Warner. Yeah.